Welcome to the Vitality Shift Podcast for Chiropractors. I'm your host, Dr. Don McDonald, author of the best-selling book, The Underdog Curse. Weekly, we will be interviewing amazing chiropractors from around the world, finding out how they made their vitality shift. If you're a chiropractor that either wants to just move your practice away from treating pain and conditions, or if you just want to stay inspired, this podcast is for you. For more information on past shows, please visit www.drdonmcdonald.com and I hope you enjoy the show. Well, hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Vitality Shift for Chiropractors. This is Dr. Don McDonald, your host. And today I'm super pumped because today I get to bring back a returning guest who is a big fancy author who has amazing books. And actually, it's funny, since our last interview, uh, you can go back into www.drdonmcdonald.com just to see our previous interview that we did on Profit First. But since that time, I've done the pumpkin plan and I've also done clockwork and uh, and it's amazing stuff. And then I even um, had the opportunity to get one of these early copies and for people who can see it. I got, it. Go. I got an early copy, baby. And so That's the awesome. new book uh, is called Fix This Next. And I've already gone through it and it's and it's pretty amazing. And um, so I'm really happy to invite back uh, Mike Michalowicz to the podcast. Welcome back, sir. Oh, it's a pleasure to be back. Thanks for coordinating this, Dr. Don. No, this is great. You'll hear a dog barking in the background, but the heat That's bark, awesome. I get he, it. I get he it. He barks in like probably half of all of our interviews. So it's all good. He's just singing in the background. <laughs> So, um, so we, we went through profit first, which was amazing. Yep. And, um, and it's, and it's just cool. Cause like, since we talked last time, I've been able to go through and it seems like you've kind of like, uh, narrowed in on certain problems that businesses have, um, that are common problems. And then this book seems to kind of like blend a lot of them together. So I was wondering if you can kind of talk a little bit about how you even came up with the idea for this book. Yeah. So, uh, and it's interesting doing due to the current times as we're recording this, the potential applicability of this book. So what I found is the biggest challenge entrepreneurs have is knowing what their biggest challenge is, yes. particularly in times of stress. When the business is under organizational stress, we often revert to, I just need to sell my way out of this, which is not always the right solution. Um, mm-hmm. And interestingly, when there's economic stress and we're potentially at the start of a significant recession because of the coronavirus, yeah. these these times often cause us to respond very um, reaction in a very reactionary way without thought and, and caution. So my thought was, how, how do we navigate these circumstances? Well, I believe the biggest challenge entrepreneurs have is knowing what our biggest challenge is. So if you own a business, what's the one thing you must work on now? And under duress, it's hard to figure that out. So in Fix This Next, I developed a hierarchy of needs, a way to be like a compass for the business to evaluate what is the current impactful need that needs to be addressed do that. Once that's resolved, move on to the next one and be very deliberate in moving our business forward. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's funny because this, in our program, we have, we were called that we have a, a, a program for chiropractors called the vitality shift and we have the hierarchy of vitality, which is so yeah, funny yeah, right, right. we just love hierarchies, right? So we talk with mobility at the first. So we're talking about when, when, when the body is reorganizing and healing and creating new patterns, we want to start with mobility at the first because the end is optimizing brain function, being better connected with others, which is going to be a little harder at this time. That's why we need chiropractic in this time of stress. Um, and then creativity, because yeah. then when, when we're working, creativity is at the top of the hierarchy. And, and it's quite interesting because with your hierarchy, this is very relevant with chiropractors because a lot of chiropractors get into business and they, and they love the, the vision and the legacy. And so yeah. they're spending a lot of time on the top of the, of the pyramid. And I was wondering if you can maybe go through and, and, and talk about this because until we get the base of the pyramid um, right. 
inspiring. Good. Bad. It, it's it, you can have this great uh, vision statement uh, while you're on the on the street collecting coins. <laughs> right? yeah, it's, it's totally true, right? And and sadly, <laughs> many businesses go into business with a great vision, but no form of sustainability. And yeah. uh, those businesses, sadly, are mostly not for profits, right? I want to change the world, uh, and I'm going to try to change it with nothing, and you don't. Right. Um, but sadly, many for-profit businesses become not-for-profits. So what I did was I deconstructed Maslow's hierarchy, but you know, these hierarchies all work the same, that yeah. foundationally, what was the most base-level need? That must be satisfied first before the next level can be addressed. Once that's satisfied, you can aspire to higher levels. But just like a hierarchy, at times, we will naturally cycle back down. Um, in the, in Maslow, for example, the base level is physiological needs, you know, oxygen, air, water, the highest level need is self-actualization. Well, you and I, you know, this could be considered self-actualization. We're talking about very high level kind of business philosophy. Well, if I'm eating a hamburger while we're talking and I start choking, I will inherently am wired to revert to a physiological response. I need to get that out of my throat. Right. Well, this is true for our businesses too. Our business have a hierarchy, the base being sales. Sales is the oxygen for an organization. Without inbound cash flow, you have no business. So we need that oxygen. But immediately above that is profit. Profit translates to the sustainability or stability of an organization. Right. We need that cash reserve because there's, there's changing times and it's, there's massive change afoot right now. Right. Businesses that have a profit formula and have been accumulating profits are in a much better position than businesses now that have nothing. So profit brings about stability. The next level above that is called order. And order is the creation of efficiency. The ultimate definition is a business that can run on automatic. If I get sick and have to leave the business for a month, can the business continue to run in my absence? Um, I actually think the ultimate test is the four-week vacation. If I leave right. for four consecutive weeks and I'm not available for my business whatsoever, does my business continue to grow? And if the answer is no, there means there's fundamental efficiency problems in place that need to be resolved. Mm -hmm. Then above that is called impact. Impact is the creation of transformation. This is where... Uh, a business is no longer about the transaction as much as the transformation. How am I changing people's lives? Yes, I provide a service or a product. A chiropractic service is very transformational when done right. Mm -hmm. you're, 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 you're changing people's lives uh, on, on such an extraordinary level. Um, the businesses that appreciate that and, and perpetuate that are having great impact. And then the highest level is called legacy. Legacy is creation of permanence where we create a business that is designed specifically to run into perpetuity in our absence. Therefore, it can continue to do the great things that we're doing without us. So that's a hierarchy of needs. And what's important about this is we do have to go to different levels. Like when, when um, our business uh, is growing, we want to have greater impact, uh, but you don't have enough sales to support it. You actually have to go back to sales to get more clientele and more cash flow generation and retain more profit, build more efficiency in order to have that level of impact. Mm -hmm. One thing that I want to point out though, is we are not naturally wired into our business like we're naturally wired into our bodies. Totally. You, of, you know, <laughs> when you have an ache or pain, you know that there's something that needs, there's an action that needs to take place. When our business has an ache or pain, we actually don't even see it or feel it. We do say we trust our gut, but that's a danger. We need to look at the data. And sadly, I see businesses uh, respond often by saying, we need to sell our way out of a challenge. So as, as the economy may start a slide now, yeah. people will be saying, I gotta sell more, I gotta sell more. That may be true, but it's not necessarily true. It may be actually reducing your sales offering to only doing more profitable products. So you actually may have a profit level, or it may be controlling costs through inefficiency measures. So we can use this hierarchy, and in the book, I have a series of 25 questions 
to pinpoint the real need, not what our gut is telling us alone. And, and I know you had a couple of examples in the book, but, um, and again, we see this in chiropractic a lot because like sometimes the, you know, uh, first couple levels of the pyramid aren't so sexy and they're not that fun. We kind of like spending most of the time at the top and you kind of have some of the clients we've worked with when we, when you, when you say you need to do that, they almost temper tantrum a bit because they're like, oh man, I've been practicing for a long time. I don't want to have to go out and get more new people or new patients. Um, do you, do you, can you maybe share uh, an example or two of other businesses that you've seen where they had to like scrap uh, focusing on the top of the pyramid and had to get back yeah. to basics. Oh, for sure. Probably my favorite story is, and I include in the book, is a guy named Jacob Limer. He's out of uh, the South Dakota area, has uh, two coffee stores, shops that are called Cottonwood Coffee. Been in business for 13 years. Um, he was one of the first companies we started testing us on back in 2017, I believe we started testing with him. And he implements the structure and he goes through this analysis of, of reading the hierarchy. And on his case, kept on pointing back to a sales challenge. Specifically, there's a thing called lifestyle congruence. And what lifestyle congruence is, once we know the lifestyle of comfort that we define for ourselves, I'm not saying of excess or celebration, but just absolute base comfort. What do we need? We then ask, what, what correlation of sales does the organization need to support that level of comfort? Many entrepreneurs, myself included, for years, I used to say, I want a million dollar business or a $5 million business or whatever the arbitrary number was, right. but it wasn't tied into supporting lifestyle. Once we figure that out, now we know what the right size business is to at least get to this comfort level. Well, he's been in business for 13 years. He wanted to live on at the legacy level and, and having uh, such you know, permanence and the coffee shop running without him and, and having impact on their community. And he says, I'm not going to do this. I don't need to go back there. And uh, he went through the analysis again and said, you got a lifestyle congruence issue. He said, I don't want to do this. It took him like three or four iterations. And he finally said, I got to face the truth. I don't know what kind of size business I have. Once, what they need, once he did this, it was very clear on the revenue he needed to generate to give himself comfort, which was way less than he was expecting. Now he has confidence in how to build his business structurally in a sound way to support his lifestyle and have its impact. So he went back to sales. He's been building his way up. And now his potential for impact and legacy is so much greater because he got to the foundational level. Mm -hmm. and, and I was wondering if you could tie in um, some of your books to the hierarchy. Like, cause I know, I noticed that, well, obviously profit first is like linked to the profit, the profit level. level yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I was wondering if you could just link your other books into that hierarchy and, 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 and how that all blends together. Yeah. So fix this next. Uh, my intention is for this to be the starting point. I, I used to have people come to me, still do. And they say, Hey Mike, of your books, which one should I read next? And I used to blurt out whatever I was hyped on, hyped about in the moment. Like, Oh, you got to read clockwork or my brand new one, you know, yeah. uh, whatever it was at the time. <laughs> now I realize since the biggest challenge business owners have is knowing their biggest challenge, the appropriate response when someone says, what should I read is, well, what's your problem? What's the challenge you have? Right. What's the most important thing to work on now? And if you don't know it, that's where Fix This Next comes in. So I designed Fix This Next to be the starting point of figuring out what to work on. Within the hierarchy, I've written some books that satisfy it. So the base level of uh, sales, the pumpkin plan is a strategy for this, this extraordinary but organic growth focused on a sales technique and, and marketing process. Then Profit First was about the profit level. Clockwork was about the efficiency or order level. The levels above it, I haven't written those books. And... Uh, I'm going to continue to write books. It's my absolute passion. I want to be of service to the entrepreneurial community. I will write more books for the specific levels. I don't think there's one book that can do all for profit. Um, I think I need to talk about leveraging debt and, and those type of things and investments and even partnerships. 
And I think for the uh, foundational level of sales, there needs to be sales scripting and other things. So those are things I'm going to work on, but I have written books that now fit in this hierarchy pretty clearly. It's uh, it's almost like you did Star Wars where they did the first couple episodes yeah, first funny, and then they yeah. went back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the trilogy, trilogy. Yeah. And then you go back and write the later ones down the road, right? Exactly, yeah. exactly. That's basically it. <laughs> That's funny. So so talking about the, the current situation right now, because like this is just top of mind. Um, you know, you, we have certain businesses that might be forced to be closed for two weeks or three weeks or something like that. Yeah. And, and, and so what would you uh, give as recommendations for say chiropractors out there, anybody listening to this that might have a couple of weeks where they're closed? Cause we should probably use this as an effective time. <laughs> like if we can't be working, that we should probably be like, like planning or organizing or well, what there's would no you question about it. Yeah. Yeah. So first of all, I think we just need to have a mindset shift first. So I, day one, the second one is simply saying, this is an opportunity for my business and believing it as opposed to this is a challenge. Because if we say this is a challenge or this is going to devastate my business, we will start behaving consistently with it. Often that starts with abandonment and hiding away. Right. Conversely, if we say this is the biggest opportunity for my business, then our mind starts thinking, well, how is that an opportunity? And we start exploring those things. The obvious kind of carte blanching is, can we do stuff remote? One chiropractor, uh, her name is Dr. Nancy, I was talking with, we actually just spoke this past weekend, is responding with online training, uh, self-chiropractic care. Stretching actually was their big thing. And she's yeah. you know, the things you can do around stretching. And she's already sold this weekend um, stretching videos for the tune of almost $1,000 in a beta that she just kind of put out there. So she responded by saying, how can I serve my customers under a new format? I think we ask ourselves that question. Yeah. Secondly, when customers return, uh, is there potentially a catch-up work Meaning, is there going to be people that haven't come in for adjustments for a few weeks? And now there's a lot more people in need in the surge. So, should we have surge hours prepared for when we open the offices again that we, we start two hours early or maybe we end two hours late or maybe the combination thereof? Right. But anticipating the need. Mm-hmm. The, the one thing we cannot do is, is just sit home and, and wait for this to pass. We need to respond by, both with uh, intentional planning for what is likely to be the next step surge demand, hopefully, yeah. and alternative planning. What if this does not restore? What if things don't come back to normal? What is the new thing I can start offering and start testing out just like Dr. Nancy did? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's interesting because uh, we can, I think too, like if I just think of uh, finishing up clockwork um, and, and so for a lot of chiropractors that may, might not have had systems set up for training for their staff and all that kind of stuff, this would be a great opportunity to actually, if you're at home, you can probably go through all your systems. And, and, and I, I know we're talking about fix this nest, but I thought maybe you could maybe uh, flip back to clockwork for a second, just because of the times. But um how you mentioned in there about creating videos for staff training. Um, yeah. Cause this, this might be good for chiropractors that if they, if they are forced to be at home, maybe this is a good opportunity that they can help with their. Training. Oh, start the tree. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Uh, I mean, we can create systems and what systems yields is efficiency, which is no dependency on you. Mm-hmm. The, the irony is, is that most businesses start off by the business owner doing all the work as we scale we often get in the trap of thinking that we're the only one who can do the work and that, that prevents our growth. So now's an opportunity to capture the work you do. And how you do this is, is like we're doing through via video. As earlier this morning, I was on Loom. Loom's a way to record things on the screen. So there's certain processes or procedures. Maybe you're doing the insurance claims. Maybe you're doing the scheduling. Is there anything you're doing that now is an opportunity to record the process so that when we return to work, 
that we can hire someone on board part-time, whatever, or virtual help to take that off our shoulders so we can get to doing the billable work. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's great because if you're, if you're, um, and talking about the hierarchy of needs in this book, um, if you're not able to work on the sales or the profit, if you're closed, then we can work on the order, like, um, about making maybe office systems more uh, accurate and all that stuff. Eh? Oh yeah. There's no question about it. There's no question about it is that, uh, if there, there's always an opportunity to work on our business. And when it comes to the fix this next process, the business will present its foundational need. But if, if a certain need can't be addressed at this point, it's inaccessible for whatever reason, then we revert to the next need that will present itself. Interesting thing about efficiency is the question is not just overall efficiency, efficiency where. So if we're starting to go into a slowdown in our business, we do want to look at sales and marketing specifically. Often larger businesses will falter first and, and falter the hardest. A 10% loss for a small business, you know, if you're a chiropractor and you have 200 patients, that's 20 patients. Right. Uh, a big company, uh, if there's these big chiropractic services that have you know, 5,000 patients through a network, well, their 10% is losing 500. Mm-hmm. Well, those 500 customers are going to go somewhere. And often, uh, customers that buy from the, the big vendors will step down to small vendors because we can modify our offering and cater to them better. Mm-hmm. That opportunity, you may lose 20, but you got 500 coming down the pike, can we grab onto those? So we have to start thinking strategically and bring efficiency to that. So interestingly, in a, in a dearth in an economy, sometimes marketing is actually the best response you can have to be very targeted in a community that's not being served well, so you can grab them on board. And uh, listen, I think we do have a right to simply say, I'm not going to participate in the recession, should right. that be coming. <laughs> yeah. uh, and and you, you can't just say that and cross your arms and hope it happens. Of course, you have to take action accordingly, but realize that, that there, there's definitely opportunity coming down the pike when the bigger companies struggle. Well, and it often isn't in the, in the past when we have these huge recessions like in the 30s and stuff. Some of the biggest companies in the world actually had their, their start in those. And, and I wonder, do you, do you have any examples of that? or of Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. So I, I, it's funny. I started two of my businesses during recessions. So 2008. Uh, in 2000, uh, 1998, uh, I think it was the other one. So I started during these tough times, 96, 98. When was it 93? I started so many darn business, I can't remember. But <laughs> I, I remember 2008. I remember the Twin Towers collapsing because yep. we're right outside. And, and I remember, you know, starting a business then. And um, it was a dark period. But what happens is um, during those periods, weaker businesses go by the wayside. Mm-hmm. When, when the economy's booming, everyone is like, oh, business is so easy. Yeah, because there's, there's more demand than supply. Of course, it's easy. When things slow down, those weaker businesses go by the wayside. So it frees up these customers. Now, some customers are just not going to buy because they're feeling the crunch too, but a portion of them will buy and they'll be magnetized by the companies that will cater to them. Brand new startups often are the most aggressive and that's why they get those. We have to go in with a startup mentality, right? So if we're an established right. business, go in and say, listen, this is a fresh start for my business. I'm going to aggressively seek and cater to new clientele and you start bringing them on board. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's funny because if you start up in this time, you know that you're going to have to raise the bar. So actually what it does is it kind of forces everybody to, to level up, right? Every level up everything that you're doing yeah. in your business, right? Yeah. It's, you know, it's so funny. It's, it's tough, but the, you know, uh, we, we never know what the trigger is going to be. Who, who knew a pandemic uh, would yeah. be it? And who knew it would be horrible terrorist attacks before, yeah. but but if we respond with an offensive as opposed to 
defensive or ducking, which are the two words. If we respond offensively, uh, meaning grab opportunity, uh, I think we can fare okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about then when, when the book's coming out and kind of how they can get a, a, a yeah, hold of sure. this. So Fix This Next launches April 28th, uh, which I'm super excited about. Uh, I think the timing is, uh, hopefully of service uh, to many people because I think there's a time now. To, to, what we need to is have deliberate pause between action and reaction. We need that contemplation. And this is what this book will do. We'll just for 15 seconds is to reconsider Am I reacting to something here just because it's the, the most imminent thing in front of me or is it really the impactful thing? And that's what the book will do. Mm-hmm. Uh, to get it, you can go on Amazon, Barnes Nobles, uh, you know, any bookstore actually. But uh, what you can do today, if, if the book's not available for you just yet, go to fixthisnext.com. We are responding uh, by setting up our evaluation software where people can start evaluating their business um, to determine what they need to work on even before the book comes out. And that's all available at fixthisnext.com. That's great. And, and you said too, you can sign up for, um, like, you can pre-order it, right? Uh, I know I was talking to carpenters. And you can pre-order it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's on Amazon. So pre-order it and it'll, it'll come your way. Exactly. Okay, that's great. Well, in, in closing, um, uh, in, in this time of strife in the world, as a, as a business leader and basically with your sole purpose is to help entrepreneurs, uh, to, to be very successful, which I think they're going to need it more than ever right now. Um, what kind of words of inspiration would you like to leave uh, all listeners with today? Well, first of all, thank you for being an entrepreneur. We all, small business owners, are the backbone and foundation of the global economy. So we got responsibility to, to stand up, stand strong, and not to, to go uh, and duck our heads in the sand. We got to push forward and grow your business. I also want you to know that your clients want you to be profitable. Now, your clients will never come to you and say, hey, can you charge me more now? Can we double the rates? Yeah. But what your clients will say is when I get my chiropractic uh, exam, I want you fully uh, attentive to me. I don't want you distracted by thinking of the next client because you don't have enough money coming in. I want you cater to cater to my care. Mm-hmm. you will use those words. And the only way we can be totally concentrated on clients is if we don't have financial worry. So you have a responsibility to be profitable and your clients want that so you're not distracted. So... We are the backbone of this economy. Our clients want us to be profitable. Let's move forward and do this. That's great. Well, um, I just want to say thank you for writing the book too. I, I like I, I'm, I'm lucky to get one of those uh, initial copies. And yeah, I'm so happy you got it. Awesome. And, and I've uh, and I, I burnt through it pretty fast. And I don't really do books. Usually, I do audiobooks, right? And so, will you have the audiobook available for this? Yeah, too? audiobook con will come out right uh, right after the print book. So about a week or two after April twentieth. Okay, that's funny. Yeah, because all your other ones, I always do audiobooks, right? And so I'd like. I love oh, and I'm really audiobooks. excited about this audiobook. So we finished recording a few weeks ago. What's so cool about this one is we did a, it's called a parallel read, meaning I read the book, but I also insert highlights around why I wrote certain things throughout the book. So if you have the print book and you're following along, you can highlight kind of external notes with the audiobook uh, that complement the print book. Oh, that's good. Because I was going to say, like, this is, this is the only book I've actually read of yours because I, awesome. I just, I just do audiobooks. I love Audible I, too. Yeah. Because I just drive into work. I can just blast through them so much. So, so I want to thank you so much for uh, being on the podcast again. And again, people want to get contact with you. Um, what, what yeah, other so, contact? So go to fixthisnext.com to evaluate your business right away. And if you want more details on me and all the other work, I got tons of the free resources. It's at mikemotorbike.com. My nickname from high school. So mikemotorbike.com. It brings you to Mike Michalowicz, but no one can spell that. And at mikemotorbike.com, always free resources from all my books and some work I did with the Wall Street Journal. 
Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you've received value from this episode, please share this with a fellow chiropractor and take some time to rate and review us on iTunes or wherever your favorite place is to listen to podcasts. If you're interested in learning more about our programs and events, please visit www.thevitalityshift.com or connect with me on Facebook. I would love to hear from you. So until next time, Dr. Don out. Thank you.